Good morning. It is Monday, October 10th, and trending this hour, Texas Pete Hot Sauce. The makers of the hot sauce are facing a lawsuit. Somebody is claiming, well, they filed a class action lawsuit against them because they didn't realize that the product wasn't actually made in Texas. It's made in North Carolina, and that's very upsetting to them. You know, hot sauce is one of those things, Casey, that is a very, very valuable asset that is often underappreciated mm-hmm. because you can make just about anything, no matter how horrific, taste <laughs> edible if you put hot sauce on it. Or at least light your tongue on fire yeah. so that you don't notice anymore. Yeah. Also trending, the mayor of Fort Wayne. He was arrested for drunken driving. This happened uh, over the weekend. He Apologized Sunday after the arrest. He and his wife, Cindy, were involved in a crash. There were no injuries reported hours after the release from the Allen County Jail. He read a statement to reporters apologizing for the poor decision he made behind the wheel after drinking alcohol at an event on Saturday. Now, this guy, he deserves credit because he owned it. He has said, basically, whatever the justice system decides, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever— And I did it, and I made a mistake. And that, while obviously bad that he did it, it was refreshing that he just straight up said, I did it, and it wasn't wait for the facts to come out. He said, nope, did it, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, he did go through the three-step process, which, of course, we know is to admit the mistake, apologize, and then take corrective actions. Uh, Will he take corrective actions? Why is it so hard to call an Uber. Well, that's what's interesting. Call a friend. That is what's interesting, right? Is especially as a high profile individual, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this is what happened. I have zero idea the circumstances around it. But if you are a high profile person mm-hmm. in public, people are going to know it's you. And apparently it was somewhat obvious based on the reporting that w- upon the officers coming to the scene, he was inebriated mm-hmm. wouldn't you be cognizant of when you go into a bar if you if you say hey i'm gonna do this and i'm not gonna have any control over it great you can be as drunk as you want in a bar you know what's the ron famous ron white bit i got arrested for being drunk in public no i was drunk in a bar and i was thrown out into public mm-hmm. i wanted to be drunk in a in, bar in the bar uh, you know what i've said as long as you're not being violent with people or harassing them whatever you do or however much you drink in a bar as long as you got control of it have at it buddy that's the place to make it happen you'll never see me judging as long as you're not harassing or being violent or whatever with other people someone being liquored up in a bar because that's the place for it right that's but why it's, it's called a bar but it's when you leave exactly it's when you leave i mean don't put yourself in that position have a plan i i you know what i had i had drinks with some people recently and before the other two people arrived I pulled the bartender aside and I said, I don't know how many they're going to have. I'm keeping it to one because I have to keep my wits about me and I have to drive myself yeah. home. So don't, even, you know what, if, if another round gets ordered, just make mine straight cranberry juice, please. You don't need to make a thing of it. Just know we've got this going on, right? And she was like, I got you, girl. I just wanted one. Why is that so hard? If you know that you're going to have more than one, make a plan sure. for how you're getting home. Finally trending, Target. They have released their fall collection. It is 100 affordable styles, and to the surprise of everyone, 
It is selling out in matter of minutes. Oh. And that leads us into our first story for the hour at nine minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it, you you may be thinking, hey, this is too early to talk about holiday shopping, right? Yes. No. Toys are costing nearly 3% more than last year. Clothes are about 5% more than last year. And household items are up more than 10%. So forget about Black Friday. We're looking for the best deals now and larry summers agrees inflation is here and it's going to be here for a while yes larry summers was the uh, obama economy guy and so we like to play him because when we play something against biden we're a bunch of mago semi-fascist democracy hating um you know republicans Mm -hmm. but Larry Summers is saying the same thing we've been saying, and he's saying it because it's absolutely obvious that Biden and the Democrats, with a lot of help from the Republicans in 2020, have put this country in a serious position in regards to inflation. The sensible judgment was that we've got an inflation problem. Core inflation figures look artificially good. They're better than median inflation. And yet core inflation ran at a 7% rate last month. And that was more than for the quarter. And the quarter was more than for the half year. And the half year was more than for the whole year. So we're not in a controlled place with respect uh, to inflation. That's kind of scary when he says we're not in a controlled place. But what he means by that is uh, it's like the equivalent of, let's use a sports analogy. You know, the worst position to be in in sports is like at the end of the season. You see this all the time towards the end where you've got to win to get in the playoffs and the other team's got to lose. You have lost control of your own destiny. And the problem here is the Federal Reserve cannot raise rates out of inflation. The government is a huge part Mm -hmm. of this. And the government has signaled zero willingness in a bipartisan fashion. And I think that's what's most important. The most recent government funding that passed, which had all sorts of brand new ridiculous spending in it, something like 25, 26 Republicans voted for that. It's not just Democrats. It's easy for people to go, those damn Democrats. And you're right, those damn Democrats. But it's also those damn Republicans <laughs> because they're doing it too. And so what he's saying is- Enter what, Todd Young. What the, but, you know, and, and we pick on him because he deserves to be picked on. But there's, I mean, there's 25, 26 of his colleagues are voting for this. It's not just him. It is the, the Republican Party as a collective who doesn't get it. And so that's what he's talking about when he says we, we don't control this destiny because the government will not not stop spending money. And we keep giving money to Ukraine for some reason. I have no idea why we keep doing that. None. Um, now, the one area you the Republicans can stand back and go, not our circus, not our monkeys, mm-hmm. is on the area of energy prices. Yeah. And Larry Summers admits, this is Biden. Take a listen. Look, we made a mistake by canceling the Keystone Pipeline. We made a mistake by slowing down all kinds of permitting uh, activity. We made a mistake by being hostile as a country to uh, natural gas. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Biden's energy policies costing the U.S. economy nearly $100 billion a year. And this is from a new study. The analysis also said that the U.S. would be producing significantly more oil and natural gas today if the Trump policies had just continued. 
so that guy who called last hour and mm -hmm. said he wanted some positivity about government or Republicans or whatever, the Republicans under Donald Trump had a pretty good energy policy that was working for the vast majority of people. There. Happy? <laughs> that, that's so positive. Casey. Yes. Can we, can we take a break? Mm -hmm. And then when we come back, may I have just like one minute to discuss how ridiculous liberalism is? No. Please. Okay. Since you said please. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You sit tight. We're going to get to Kamala Harris in just a minute. I know you can't wait. But first, Rob Kendall, what's wrong now? You've got something going on in Brownsburg. Well, I just saw this the other day, and it is... Um, just liberalism is just the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. And there is a just glaring example of it on full display in my beautiful little community in which I live. Okay. And so, you know, everything these days is diversity, equity and inclusion. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. And in fact, we're going to a meeting about that coming up when we, we get off the air. Mm -hmm. And everything is about understanding the plight of others and having more diverse mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. in our communities mm -hmm. and being our friends and mm -hmm. being our leaders mm -hmm. and, you know, white people stepping aside for others because we need more people of a certain skin color. And so, you know, school board elections are going on right now. Yeah. And uh, in, in fact, we're going to talk with someone who's running for school, school board in Avon yes. coming up in about a half an hour. Coming up. We've committed to doing that. Mm -hmm. And so in my lovely little town of Brownsburg, there are two school board races this year. And one of the people up for re-election is a fabulous woman. Her name is Tiffany Dearman, and she happens to be black. Mm -hmm. So she is a black woman. Mm -hmm. She does a great job on the school board anyway. Mm -hmm. But despite that, even if she did a terrible job, Joe Biden just let us know picking a Supreme Court justice based on the fact of her skin color and her gender. We need more black women involved in the government. And so Joe Biden is the voice, the face, the spokesperson of the Democrat Party. He has laid the gauntlet down. And you know me, Casey. I'm never one to run afoul of my president. I respect <laughs> him greatly. And so I have followed the lead. And I. You're funny. The fact that we have a, a black woman who's doing a great job on top of all of that mm -hmm. on our school board, you would think not only would people not be, you know, just running out to challenge her, mm -hmm. you would think if there were someone who were going to challenge the black woman candidate, it would be some evil. MAGA, semi-fascist, democracy-hating, because all those man, people are clearly racist. Man. Yeah. But it turns out she mm. has a challenger this year. And yeah. when I saw that, I thought, well, that that sucks, Casey, that these MAGA, semi-fascist, democracy-hating people would challenge the black woman running for school board. And then I started looking into the candidates, because, you know, I'm a, a voter. I like mm -hmm. to be informed. And I think Katie Dixon is this, this woman's name. And it turns out mm -hmm. she's a super liberal white woman mm. who is concerned about diversity, equity, and inclusion mm -hmm. in our schools. Okay, so you've got a liberal white woman yes. who's concerned about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the schools who is running to defeat the only black woman on the school board. Yes. That's a little 
hypocritical. What am I missing here? <laughs> Maybe she needs to come to the meeting I, and learn what this all means. So the point of all this is you absolutely 100% cannot make liberalism up. And my favorite part about this, because I, as a person who has, has been a towny lifer in Brownsburg, I, I mean, know. Is she really saying that we need yes. more diversity on the school she's board? She's a super liberal. Like she's a lunatic liberal, like a lunatic leftist education liberal. And she is running to oust the black woman on the school board. Hmm. So apparently, Katie, I think Katie Dixon is the woman's name. She feels that she would know better about diversity, equity, and inclusion in a as a white woman mm-hmm. in a predominantly white community <laughs> than the black woman being on the school board. And my favorite thing is I always laugh because, you know, you see the signs out in people's yards. Mm-hmm. All these super liberal, I know over the years and years and years of living in the same town, when you lived in the same place for 36 years, you know who lives at what house. Yeah. And I love all of these homes that are owned by super liberal people who have her sign in their yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about who came knocking on my door over the weekend. Oh, yeah. You had a, bu- a bunch of people here, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday morning, somebody knocked at the door. What time? What time was it? It was uh, it was probably around eleven thirty. Okay, that's fine. No, that's before good. I was yeah. leaving for the day. Yeah, no, no, that's totally well, fair. No, it wasn't too early. It wasn't too late. But uh, yeah, it was uh, Justin Moab. Oh yeah, your state rep. Mm-hmm. We had him on this show. I know. He was uh, he was uh, a proponent of suspending the gas tax. Mm-hmm. And he was. Yeah. And he came knocking on the door and he said, "I'm your state rep. Do you have any questions or concerns? Anything you'd like me to address?" Did he remember you? Uh, well, not at first, but then when I kind of chased him down. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so, but that's, so that's my question. You had to instigate I am so-and-so. Well, it was the other guy that was in front, the uh, the trustee. Yeah, this Jeb Barden. Yeah, Justin, was, Justin was kind of in the background. and they, Oh, they were walking together. Yeah, they oh, were doing okay. it together. Sure. And, you know, here, that's a, that's here are our flyers, and do you have any questions or concerns? Yeah. And here, nope, all good. And then when he turned, I noticed, oh, that's Justin. Oh, yeah. So I chased him down, and he walked back, and I said, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, uh, okay. And then uh, the trustee wanted to know if he could take our picture. <laughs> and I I said, no, thanks. <laughs> I passed. You're going to end up in the next mailer. <laughs> right, because I, I didn't want to be propaganda for Ultra-liberal Casey Daniels <laughs> right. Justin Moed. No, it's good. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. But, um, I thought it was interesting that they were out on a Saturday you know, canvassing. Here, here is a little piece of unsolicited advice. Yes, go ahead. They've got more than three messages on their, oh, yeah. on well, their door well, knocker, by uh, the way. Okay, so I'm holding this up for people in the YouTube chat. They did not follow they're, they're, the Rob Kendall just, rule. They're, 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 for you can see this, there's too much... There's too much stuff here. There's too many things. <laughs> too this is much. this is also not a, a hanger. It can't be hung on a no. door. I guess it could be inserted. Mm-hmm. Jeb, way too much stuff here. Jeb, 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 Barden, you got way <laughs> too much stuff on here. Nobody's going to read this or it's not big enough. Nobody cares that you're married for 20 years and are a father of two daughters. That Nobody cares. Um, but the most egregious mistake I think candidates make in running for local office mm-hmm. is they actually knock on the door. What's wrong with that? Well, and I can say this, Casey. You know, I have I have either been the candidate or helped run three elections. Mm-hmm. I have overwhelmingly won every one of those elections, including one time when we got outspent a hundred thousand to three thousand by the school system. Um, and I hate to brag, 
but this is great advice. The biggest mistake people make is they actually knock on the door itself. Mm -hmm. And that is the world's biggest time waster. Because think about how long the average conversation takes and how many doors you could hit in the time it takes to have that one conversation. When you are a down-ballot candidate, the vast majority of people have no idea who you are, mm -hmm. and they vote based on name recognition, if mm -hmm. they vote at all. Mm -hmm. And you, your message, that's why if you have a good door knocker, your three or four things, and you put them real big that they stand for, again, Jeb, Nobody cares that you owned a subway in Wayne Township for over 25 years. Oh, the guy's a communist. I'm not saying Jeb is, but the guy's a communist, but he owned a subway. Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> I think he's trying to prove that he was a business owner. Oh, okay. And has experience. But there's a million different ways you could say that. And again, I'm holding this up for the people in the YouTube chat. Who's reading that? Yeah. Who's going to read all that? The, the print is pretty small. It's, nobody, you can't, you have 15 seconds from the time somebody gets the hanger to put it in the trash. And so if your door hanger is efficient, mm -hmm. people will get the message and you can hit a 10 lot times more. the amount of people. Yeah, then you're waiting for someone to come out to the door, have a conversation. Right. You could have you could have delivered a lot more uh, door knockers by then. But I will tell you the one thing that I did appreciate, he had a, uh, a pad of paper with him yes. and he was ready to take some notes. Yes. So if I did have a, a, a grievance that I wanted to share with him, he was ready to go to work. Yes. Now, would he have accomplished anything? I don't know, yeah. but uh, he presented like he was working. I should start some sort of school where I teach candidates how to be undefeated like me. <laughs> Take lessons. Okay. Oh, are we running out of time? Can we get to this Kamala thing really yes. quick? Yeah. Yes, let's please. Let's that. remove it from our template. Yeah. Um, okay. So she said on Saturday that she can't wait to cast her vote to end the archaic Senate filibuster in order to advance <laughs> measures to protect abortion at the federal level. Would you like to hear some audio of this? Yeah. Okay, take a listen. Here, I'm just going to state a fact. It's not political. <laughs> it's, not an, it's not an advertisement. It's just a fact. So there's this thing in the United States Senate called filibuster. Mm. <laughs> it's a library. We talk about things like facts here. Okay. <laughs> and it has been used over the years in a way that I think many of us would, would agree has been used to obstruct progress. So, okay, let's get past the ridiculousness of how she speaks and the way she says things and the word salad. Mm -hmm. So forevermore, mm -hmm. we now know that Kamala supports ending the filibuster, which is wild, and so many Democrats now do, do too, because if indeed the Republicans win the Senate... Mm -hmm then they should immediately move to end the filibuster. And I don't want to hear a damn word from any of these Democrats who for years and years and years when they were in the minority. I mean, this is why people hate politics, Casey. And it happens on both sides. When it's good for you, it's the greatest thing ever. And the people opposing it are dirty, rotten scoundrels. Mm -hmm. And when you need it, I can't believe you're destroying democracy. Well, it's the same thing as like uh, the Pelosi saying on her way out. She's going to change how people can invest yeah. money on stocks based on information. Or or here's another example. Uh, DeVos with the Education yes. Department. Head of the educa Education Department for years, but on her way out, yep. she says it's time to abolish it. It's like changing it when they're done Casey, with it. 
Yes. When we come back, there's something happening in communities across central Indiana. <laughs> and there is almost one of these in every single community. And it is the worst of what we have to offer as a society. And we must vanquish these people out of the public sphere. I don't know who you're talking about, but I can't wait to find out. It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I just found out I, I've been doing something maybe illegal. Yeah. I had no idea. Very I thought illegal. I, I thought I was trying to benefit the youth yeah, of my illegal. area. Had no idea. I was putting up, you know, the soccer signs, the lacrosse signs mm-hmm. in public property. Yeah, the right of way. Yeah. And it is. That was me. It is I you. did that. It is you. Okay. People need to realize the right of way. Mm-hmm. While someone technically owns it in many cases, it is not your cause du jour to do as you see fit. Is it okay, though, if you go back and collect the signs? No! <laughs> it's not your property. The right. Okay, so the right-of-way is usually the property right next to any sort of street mm-hmm. or in the middle of a street. Mm-hmm. It is called right-of-way because the public has the right to walk on it and the it, or, or and or the government has the right to consume it for infrastructure projects whatever so a great example would be on the average suburban home anything in your yard is totally yours you do it put your signs out great mm-hmm. anything to what would be the uh, road side of the sidewalk mm-hmm. is public right-of-way you can't put your signs on there for a reason you especially can't do it around stop signs mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, off the side of a highway mm-hmm. or in the middle of, you know, if there's those little intersections, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, road, you got a, you know, four lane road and it's divided by little intersections. Mm-hmm. You don't own that. Right. It's not yours. And every, it's cluttery. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It looks ugly. It mm-hmm. makes your town look unkept. Mm-hmm. And every year, normally it doesn't happen, but during elections, there's always what I call sign in the right-of-way guy. Yeah. And here's how sign, and it happens in almost every community across the state. Sign of the right-of-way guy is normally a guy who can't get any actual support. Like he's the also-ran guy or way-behind guy. And so there is a moment in time in which sign in the right-of-way guy realizes, well, you don't really find my signs in many yards. So I know I'll just start putting them in random public places and I'll just assume people are stupid enough Mm -hmm. to go, oh, everybody supports me. Sure, it's not in an actually a home that's owned by anyone, but I saw it outside of the Kroger. Mm -hmm. Don't be sign in the right of way guy. I've been sign in the right of way mom. It's but you're not trying to manipulate. Okay. You're breaking the law, but I'm not sure we need to do anything more than maybe some probation, maybe, you know, some uh, counseling, perhaps a small amount of work, public work requirement for your mm-hmm. breaking of the law. Mm-hmm. Sign in the right of way, because you're trying to benefit the community as a collective, it's a nonprofit. Sign in the right of way guy for politics yeah. is trying to benefit sign in the right of way guy and trying to make up for the fact that hardly anybody else supports him. He's trying to win an election. If there is a sign right. in the right of way guy, mm-hmm. now not to say that there happens to be a sign in a right of way somewhere, you know who I'm talking about. You see him all over town. Mm-hmm. 
you know who I'm talking about. If you see sign in the right of way guy, mm-hmm. resoundingly reject that person and do not vote for that person under any circumstances because they are not trying to help the community. They are trying to help themselves because the right of way rules are very simple. Cases. Okay, so let me ask you a couple questions here because you seem to be the expert and I am clearly just learning of my error. Uh, okay, so I have put that sort of sign yes. in there. They, they cost about... 15 bucks each? Yes. They're anywhere from 12 to 15 bucks when you price them out and buy them in bulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so buy a stop sign where there is no sidewalk. Mm-hmm. That's no good. No, that's right away. Anything, anything. Okay. It, it's obvious what the right of way is. Like, it be, it's one of those things where I'm trying to explain it, and I'm not doing a great job of explaining it because there's a technical definition for it. But you know it when you see it. Like, if you, okay, if you pull up to a major intersection and it's a four way stop, mm-hmm. and or it's a T, a T would be a better example, and you see like a sign of a political candidate under one of the stoplights mm-hmm. at a T. Mm-hmm. That's not someone's property. Right. That's a public right of way. Okay, it belongs, so like, what, it, a, what about the land that's connected, like, to the Walgreens? You know the Walgreens. They're always on a corner, right? And they got a Walgreens sign, yep. and then there's a little patch of grass, and then the road. Yeah, that's a right of way. It's a public right of way. If, the, if, the, if it could be consumed, there's a good chance it's a right of way. If it could be consumed for an infrastructure project. So, like, with Walgreens, it always backs right up to the sidewalk, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you needed to do a road expansion, yeah. that would be what the, what the public, the government— would consume in order to do that project. So Walgreens, in that case, may own the the property, but the rule is it is the right-of-way because the public, in some shape, form, or fashion, Mm -hmm. consumes it. So in your yard, your yard heading up to your house is your yard. I have signs in my yard. Great. Other people do. Some I agree with, some I don't find no problem. But if you're on the other side of that sidewalk, road, sidewalk, people consume it, don't do that. Don't I, be that person. I suppose the land in the middle of a roundabout is also. Off limits. <laughs> okay, so you know what? There's more people than just politicians doing this. Yes. There's the youth sports do yes. this. The garage sailors do this. Here's the difference, though. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah, I know. And this is why I said just maybe some probation and a moderate <laughs> fine might be sufficient. <laughs> some therapy, perhaps. The, I, already, I already get that every day at nine. <laughs> the difference is... You're doing that out of a sense of naivety, like I want, you know, my, we're having a junior car wash sure. or whatever, and the sign gets quickly removed. Right. As a candidate for public office, register for the soccer club. Or your whatever. job yeah. is to know the rules of placing <laughs> signs because you're the candidate. You should know the damn rules. <laughs> and they're doing it deliberately, and they're doing it because hardly anybody else wants to put your sign in their yard. I was just an involved mom. I Denny Smith just walked by. I understand by, now. And I know Denny Smith. I bet. Denny Smith, agree. Denny Smith, come in here, come in here, have a have a seat. I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Denny Smith, home of the host of the uh, Home and Garden Show every Saturday, greatest show in all the land. Yeah, I bet you agree with me on signs in the right of way. You should vote against any candidate who is sign in the right of way guy, except if it's for roofing, siding, or plumbing. <laughs> See, are you in trouble? Well, I've been uh, in in my past. I have put signs where they should not have gone. Wow. But have you ever done that? 
No, I never have. But why is why are you so? I'm not. I'm not upset at her because it's out of a sense of naivety. And I said maybe some like basic probation, maybe a small (laughs) fine would be sufficient for Casey. I always collected my signs though. But you're because we had to reuse them the next year because everything's on a budget. That is the maximum level of pistivity for me. Three months after the election, and I'm still seeing election signs out in Mm -hmm. yards and in the in the right of way on property that's not theirs. Yeah. It's it's and the candidates should know. Again, you're naive. You're a good person. It's fine. (laughs) I'm okay with that, but the candidate knows, right? And it's all, and you don't see the guy who's winning by, you know, 30 points. It's not signing right away. I take them down. I live in the country, and if they put them in the right of way out outside the fence on my property, I go out and pick them up, put them in a barn. I knew mm-hmm. Denny Smith would agree with me. He's a man of law <laughs> and order, and it just makes the town look terrible. Have you been up to the farm yet? I have a sign that says "Trespassers will be shot." <laughs> Wait a minute. Survivors will be shot again. <laughs> so, yeah, come on up to the farm, man, uh, and see his collection of signs. Can I just say that you have the greatest show in the entire world? Saturdays nine oh. and nine until one. Most Saturdays, I know this past Saturday was nine until noon, but I listen every Saturday because you and Terry and Pat mm-hmm. are like a little corner of my childhood that I'm able to recapture. Every Saturday morning, because I grew up listening That's to WIBC. Kind of, you know, you stole one of our great ones. I know. Here with Kevin. And he's phenomenal. Kevin's great. I never thought you'd be able to replace him. I thought the show might have to fold. My dream was to play <laughs> keyboards with him in Uno Gold. And we almost got that done. He put he put me on Jingle Bells at the Salvation Army thing. Yeah, you so played, played the uh, sleigh bells. And yeah, the sleigh you're, bells. you're very good at that. Yeah, well, <laughs> We're going to have him play a drum, uh, bucket drum. You should come in when he does that. Uh, he would be really good on steel drum, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we should try it out. Steel yeah. drum day. That would be a whole lot of fun. Are you coming tonight with WIBC this year? Are you going to uh, play? Because you played keys last year. I played keyboard for Tony last year, but <laughs> you got to get invited to come. Well, I'm inviting you. Well, you could be okay. his plus one. <laughs> oh, Don't get that started. Kevin and I took a vacation once at the same time, and Sullivan said we went out to get married. Uh-huh. So I don't want to say I'm, I'm not his plus one. Thanks for coming in. I love I love your show. It's Gracias the greatest thing in the history of ever. Hasta luego. All right, coming up next, we're going to speak with Jennifer Smith running for Avon School Board. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's Kendall Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, Casey, we've said, and it's ramping up, we are going to dedicate much of the final month before Election Day letting people know about the school board candidates and school board races across Mm -hmm. central Indiana. Yeah, you know, we talk all the time about what people are concerned about. And, of course, inflation and the economy are always in the top. And then you've got things like crime and the border. But let's be honest, something that your heartstrings are telling you is most important is what's going on with your children and what's going on in their school. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I've been amazed about is how similar these issues are that people are facing in suburban Indiana school districts. Like how similar Avon, some of the issues in Avon are to Fishers Mm -hmm. or how similar some of the issues in Carmel are to Brownsburg. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we're 
doing our best to work through these candidates. There's a lot of really interesting candidates running for school board this fall. So even if this person, when we talk to them, isn't in your school district, pay attention because a lot of these big issues are happening everywhere. So let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. We're joined by Jennifer Smith. She's running for school board in Avon. Now, Jennifer, we always ask this question, especially school board, because this is the hardest, most difficult, most thankless uh, position to run for. Why are you subjecting yourself <laughs> to this? Did you lose a bet? Did you draw a short straw? Why are you running for school board in Avon? Well, first off, thank you for the opportunity to speak today. Um, I am running. I am just a concerned parent. I have two children that are currently enrolled in Avon Community Schools. Uh, therefore, I have a personal investment in the schools. I could sit down and complain, or I could stand up and actually do something about what's going on. So I have decided to take a stance and fight for my children and other children in the community. So what is going on? What are some of the big issues? Because it seems like, as, as weird as it is, Avon school board race may be even more contentious than the Brownsburg school board races, and that doesn't seem possible. What's the deal? Well, one of the issues is going to school board meetings the past year and not feeling like our voices are being heard or that they can, were concerned what we were saying. Also, if you look at some of the proficiency in Avon schools, we are falling behind. Um, in one of the schools, the math in 2019 was 63%, in 2021, 49%, and 2022, 46%. So we are falling behind. Um, Avon is nowhere in the top performing Indiana school district. So you mentioned that you feel like your voices aren't being heard at the school board meeting and you can either complain or do something about it. Was there a catalyst? Did something happen? Did notes come home from school? Did your children tell you something? Like, what exactly was it that made you say, I'm getting involved? Well, I mean, my daughter came home with some curriculum um, items that were based on a race. And then my son said they spend a good majority of their day talking about feelings and then as far as them not being transparent with parents now there's a survey that goes out at the beginning of the year and at the end of year for students to fill out based on the social emotional learning however parents are not notified that children are taking the survey so the transparency with parents are not there and i felt that i needed to get into this fight and make it aware that we need to bring parents back into the education system jennifer smith's our guest she's running for school board in avon you know it's interesting you say that jennifer because casey you can you know correct me if i'm wrong on this but it seems like the reoccurring theme here is that these governments because we've had school board candidates from carmel fishers mm -hmm. brownsburg you know avon zionsville the government feels and the government in this case being the school board and the administrations feel like they know how to raise your kids better than you do and not only are they trying to do that they're trying to be in many cases manipulative and deceptive on on how they do that as a parent do you agree with that i do i mean i very much agree with that as far as being transparent there is they got rid of teacher uh parent teacher conferences so we don't have the opportunity to speak to the teachers mm. unless we set it up on our own um Normally, some teachers will reach out to you, but I honestly reach out to my children's teachers to ask how they are doing, if there's any issues. But if you don't, most of the stuff goes under the table. I mean, they're not transparent with parents, and that's a big issue to me and other parents in the community. Jennifer, you had alluded that the fight in Avon is getting quite contentious. Would you like to elaborate? I mean, it's just it's disappointing when you put up signs and then you hear that, 
the signs are missing or that signs were smashed down or things like that or you hear on social media just because you were endorsed by certain people that you know your views don't align with it's it's just it's very been disappointing and sad to hear stuff like that when you put your fight and your money and all this into promoting goodness for the community and then people just bash you how do your children feel about this i'm i'm curious about this because i'm a mom and i was highly involved in my daughter's schooling when she was younger is this affecting your children at all being in this race it is not affecting actually my children are probably some of my strongest helpers i mean they're out with me you know, pushing out literature. My daughter actually took one of my flyers and has it actually hanging on her closet door. I mean, my kids are actually happy for me and want me to get into this race to fight for them. Uh, Jennifer Smith is our guest. She's running for school board in Avon. Jennifer, before we let you go, I, I do have a question for you. Um, you know, Avon had uh, passed one of those uh, pesky referendums a couple years ago <laughs> in which, you know, they violate people's right to tax caps because they claim the children might suffer. And I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the big parts of the uh, referendum was teacher pay and it was going to make the education so much better. And yet you described very early on in this interview how much the scores at Avon stink. How is that possible if the end-all world cure referendum passed that, well, it doesn't appear like teachers in many cases are still getting through to the children i wish i had an answer for you and i don't um i know a lot of teachers or have left the avon uh, community schools just based on what is going on so i'm not sure as far as that what's going on and why i just think it's a lot of mixture of things going on how things have changed and teachers in my opinion just can't be teachers we can't get back to the basics of education it's a lot more that they have to deal with and i think a lot of teachers would just like to get back to the basics of teaching instead of having to deal with everything else all right you got a website a facebook page if people heard you today and said that's the most inspiring candidate for school board i've ever heard and i'd like to help uh, how can people get a hold of you um i actually do have a face uh, uh facebook page if you just go in and type uh jennifer smith for avon school board it should come up and then it has my website listed on it so if anybody wants to check it out they can or if they want to email me and ask questions i'm willing to discuss all right with jennifer smith thank you for your time good luck in your avon school board race thank you very much all right and that's a full lid for us thank you rob kevin good job today and thank you for listening we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc